Welcome to Startup West listeners, Charlie Gunningham here with a special bonus episode. Regular subscribers would know that Beth and I usually chat with West Australian startup founders and ask them about their life, their business, mistakes, learnings, and all that good stuff. For this bonus episode, I've come down to the Riff co-working space in beautiful downtown Perth, WA, to talk with all five of the 2019 Plus 8 Tech Accelerator cohort. Now in its third year, Plus 8 is Perth's most prestigious tech accelerator and invests $400,000 in the selected companies every year, taking them through its six-month program. These are, of course, some of the most promising tech businesses in WA, which is why they were selected for the program. Plus, as they've all just returned from a trip to Silicon Valley, they are suitably revved up. Okay, what follows now is a bit like startup speed dating. Please enjoy. Well, welcome. Firstly, introduce yourself, pair number one. Pair number one. So <laughs> who we got? I'll, I'll start. I'm Trent. I'm the, hey, Trent. Uh, the founder and CTO. So I'm the tech nerd, and I uh, deal with all the software and and the, the fun nerdy stuff. Okay, it's me. I'm Dan. I'm the founder and the sales and marketing director currently. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I look it's after. It's absolute VR. Is that right? It's absolute VR. Yes. And it's you too. It is it's us. What yeah. is the elevator pitch? Thirty seconds on absolute VR. Go, Dan. Uh, so we have created a virtual reality marketplace for property uh, uh-huh. using 3D assets. Uh, so what we do is we save people time in the shopping process, help them avoid a whole bunch of costly mistakes when they're building their new home. Right, right, um, right. So home builders, people who are looking for a new house, rather than a showroom, the traditional route, you can actually put the goggles on and see what the thing's going to look like. Yeah, well, traditional route currently would be either an online shop or a display village shop, a physical yeah. display village. So we've created that third alternative of Brilliant. being able to shop in virtual reality models of homes instead of 2D plants. Are there lots of people doing this? Not really. It's, it's no? very limited. Okay. It's probably only a handful of uh, adjacent industries. And who are some of your clients that you've got using it, trialing it at the moment? Or are you still at the sort of germination stage of the idea? Right now we are pre-launch. Uh, right. However, on the given we've got a double-ended market on the supply side, we have eight builders signed up currently uh, okay. to, to our platform. So we're they're converting. In they're in WA. Um, they're all top builders as well. We've, we've aimed for the more reputable, trustworthy builders. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're currently converting their 2D plans, their, their best plans, into yeah. 3D models. So what big, hairy customer problem are you solving, Trent? So the real thing is that if you're building a house, and and especially your second or third house, it's going to be your house for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. If you don't see it, you don't actually cite the thing and then and then walk through it, you'll make mistakes. And I'll give you an example that's my mistake. We right. put a galley kitchen in and when we open both sides of that galley kitchen, you can't actually walk through. The cupboards basically touch one another because it's too thin. If we had to move that 700 mil out, it would have been so much better. But right. I absolutely can't change that now because it's going to cost literally thousands and thousands galley of dollars. galley kitchen's in, right? right yeah. But if I had been able to walk through that in yeah. VR and open those cupboards, I would go, oh, let's just push that out a little bit. So that's a real key problem. So how's it going since you've started Plus 8? What have you developed? It's only been like a month or so. You've been to Silicon Valley and come back. Yeah. Would you what believe you it's been eight weeks yes. since Has it started? been eight weeks? Eight wow. weeks. Yeah, that's like fast. <laughs> yeah, it feels like ages. It's been amazing. Um, personally, I, yeah, I think Plus 8's been um, invaluable to our business right. growth uh, in the mentorship we've got so far. Um, the the support the um, not just our direct entrepreneur in house mentorship but the whole network yeah. everyone did around you see us. anyone in Silicon Valley doing this 
Yeah, actually, anyone over there, the US doing it, you thought really. they'd be eating this sort of stuff up. Yeah, well, so there's a whole bunch of uh, service providers who are trying to give people VR, but they haven't right. thought about the platform aspects and about how the platform will grow and the benefits of a platform, like reusing these assets for multiple clients to make it the most cost-effective thing for those builders. Cool. I presume it's much cheaper than building a big display home. It is, yeah. <laughs> building so, a model. So but still there's some cost involved in building this, the models, presumably, the upfront yeah. cost. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we give the builders a square meter rate. So what that means right. is they understand what square meters are all about and they like to see it in that pricing format. But what it's really about for us is the time it takes to generate that model. Right. So, yeah, there is a cost. But let's compare it to that cost to what having a physical display home right. is. So over the course of five years that you have a physical display home as a builder, there is both the financing, the construction, the land ownership, the rates, the cleaning, the maintenance of that. And so we hear from builders that it's typically about a million dollars over a five-year wow. life cycle of that house. You don't charge a million dollars, I bet. I bet we don't. <laughs> not, <laughs> no. not at all. You know, We could do hundreds right. of virtual reality homes for that yeah, cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be tens of thousands, would it? Not that sort of cost to get it going? Or? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, so far going well, guys? Going real well. Yeah, you're looking pretty excited. So, very excited. So, very excited about the amount of builders we've got on board. Yeah. Um, and, and excited about the learnings we're getting. Uh, learnings yes. about how to engage with that end customer and, you know, what their needs are and mm. understanding that journey for them and, and the value that they and get out of it is great. Trent, I know you're the techie guy and I've seen you at various startup weekends over the years and you've done various companies. You're, Dan, from this area yourself. You're a, you were selling houses yep. before, so or yep. home building, you worked for home builders before, so you've got some experience in this? Yeah, I've got nearly 10 years in property, right. which is, I'm only 28, so it's most right. of my life. Okay. I was sort of 18 into established real estate. And how did you guys find each other? We met through networking groups, so I was oh, working right. for a new homes builder um, in new home sales, which is where my industry mm-hmm. knowledge has come from. Um, I met Trent, who was uh, in a software development company. You didn't sell him the galley kitchen. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, didn't. Uh, wasn't me. Anyway. <laughs> cool. No. Um, yeah, so we met through networking, uh, had a lot of conversations, clicked and went from there. Look, great to catch up with you guys. Wish you all the best at Plus 8. Um, that's our five minutes. So uh, all the best. That's Absolute VR, Dan and Trent. Steve, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you, Charlie. I'm Steve Knight, and I am the founder and CEO of The Art of Comms, an app ah. to help you become a great speaker. Now, that's really good because a lot of people are not great on stage. Uh, they prefer not to public speak, uh, in my humble opinion. Not, not many people are natural at it. So how can you coach them to be great speakers? It's a good question. So <laughs> what we do when we coach people and through the app, of course, as well, is to help people become consciously aware of the need to get to the point quicker. Right. The importance of breathing correctly, diaphragmatically, uh-huh. understanding how the voice works. Yes. And then being aware of your cadence and your stretching of the words. So regardless of your accent, people all over so the world you do can understand you. Through technology or an app? Or how, how is this achieved? Well, the technology is the, is the, is the machine, but right. you've got to put the, uh, the petrol in the, in the tank, right? So the, the key is to help people become consciously aware when they speak all the time so uh-huh. that they get to speak amazingly all the time. So when they get up to, as you say, speak publicly or have that crucial meeting or the pitch for the right. startup, it's business as normal. It's not oh, so it's not big. just talking public speaking. It's all sorts of communication you're trying to help. Yeah. Well, if I if I could create a new law, it would be yeah. ban the term public speaking ah. and ban the term 
presentation skills because all they do is they put the fear of God into most of us and then we start to get nervous and right. we don't we don't we're not ourselves. So if you can be fit all the time, a bit like going to the gym or dieting uh, properly. If you're fit all the time, then you're ready. So when you step up into the arena, it's no big deal because you're talking so normally. Does the app video me and then you get coached? Is that the idea? Yes. Yeah. So so there's two hours of e-learning video content in the app, which is right. divided up into bite-sized chunks, of course. And that teaches you what to do, gives you the methodology, gives you a daily routine to practice. Mm. Then you record yourself practicing, rehearsing, or you can use something you've already done and share it through the gallery into the app. And then you choose from your connections who you want to share your video file with. Uh -huh. And they then give you feedback based on our criteria. And so they give us short written feedback and then a, a star rating. And there's four criteria, which is right. quality of voice, body language, clarity of message, right. and the gift of you. And have you developed this already or are you developing it? Developed already, started right. uh, two and a half years ago, which is okay. a, a long time ago now. And we've had, I checked last night actually, 7.33 thousand um, downloads of the app so far. And we're using it at INSEAD, the, the business school where I'm an right. adjunct professor. I was going to ask, so what's your background in communications and media? Has you got a media background? or? Yep, so I, I cut my teeth here in radio in Australia back right. in the in the late 80s and I went back to London and did a postgrad in broadcast journalism got my first job in radio in Oxford in the UK and I worked mm. for British Forces Broadcasting Service as a radio presenter so looking Look talking to a sponge on the stick like you we're doing right now element right now yeah and then I, <laughs> then I moved into BBC TV and Discovery yeah. Channel as a, as a journalist and as a presenter wow. and now I'm a coach as a certified leadership coach yeah but obviously I, I, I focus on communication skills and the, uh, the, I get the honour and the privilege of being adjunct, being an adjunct professor at INSEAD, Fantastic. which is France and Singapore. Yes, yes, yes. So where did the idea for this come up? Has that just been like your career? I need to solve this problem. I'm seeing it too often. Yeah, it's, Technology it's, should help. Absolutely. It's my body of work. It's 32 years of experience now. And I could have written the book, which in many ways would have been easier. Right. You just do it and it's done for five <laughs> Most years. Most people do, right? When you, when, you, when you develop an app, it's like delivering a baby. Not that I know what it's like to deliver a baby, but I know what it's like to raise three kids. Yes, yes. And every day this app needs something, new food, new, new trainers, new and, something, you know? And so it's two and a half years in, yes. 7,500 downloads. Yes. So what's the business model? How do people pay you? Or do you not have revenue yet? you still pre-revenue? It's no. a free app? Or? Have, have, uh, it's a free app to download right now yeah that could change very soon but at the moment it's a free app but when we're, we're using it mainly business to business so i'm using it in seattle i'm using it in other um business schools yeah, yeah. and corporate clients so then they pay a, um, a, a fee per participant and why plus eight why did you think i'm going to go on that accelerator program in perth well that was a, a chance meeting uh, this whole startup community thing is a whole new ball game to me right. it's, it's a it's another language it's another world you know which is wonderful so word of mouth uh a friend of mine here, Glenn Bergsma, introduced me to Tim Brewer, as right. you know, was at EIR for the last couple of years. Yeah. I met Tim briefly. I told him about the app, and he said, I think you should apply. He said, I'm not going to be the EIR from now on. It would mm -hmm. be Derek, Derek Gerard. Yeah. But uh, why don't you apply and see what happens? So that was it. So that was a great fate. Great and fate. And you just come back from Silicon Valley. How, yeah. was, how was that? A week there? Was that right? Almost two weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, stayed on an extra couple of days. And great, fantastic, really fantastic experience and yeah. eye-opener. And again, 
the, the different culture, the different language, the the startup energy, the the the, the, the fast moving pace of it all. It's, it's really exciting, really exciting. Oh, fantastic! I, I wish you all the best with the continuation of the program. Thank you, sir. And commercialising this into the future. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. All right, welcome, James. Tell us all about Arisave, and tell us all first. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Yeah, my name's James Lunn. I'm a co-founder of Arisave. A little bit about me. I come from a website background, optimization, design, development, that sort of thing. Cool. Um, and yeah, RE Save is the new financial solution for millennials. So Nice. You, okay. I love it. Got that down pat. Yeah. Excellent. It comes down to the <laughs> fact that millennials hate budgeting. Um, it takes too long. It's too hard. Yeah. And Are you a millennial? I am a millennial, yes, <laughs> okay, definitely. Cool. Part, of the, yeah, part of the demographic. Excellent. <laughs> and so how does Ari Save help them? Yeah, so basically it automates the system. So our whole sort of branding is, you know, stuff budgeting. No one wants to do it. Right. If we can't... Start budgeting? Yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> if you can't, like, manage your finances as quickly as you can post a photo to Instagram, we're not going to do it. And right. no one's going to track expenses and it's not going to happen. So yeah. all we want to do is we want to get paid. Complicated spreadsheets and all that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Word or Excel. You just yeah. want to get paid and then be told in real time how much of that you can actually afford to spend. Huh. So that's what we've done. Nice. We've created an algorithm that does that and then it's in an app, so it's a mobile app. Cool. So yeah, How did cool. this idea come about and how long have you been at it? Yeah, so it's been going for a year. Yeah. Um, it came about through my co-founder, Michael, who's not here today. He's on his honeymoon. Um, oh, bless him. Yeah. But Hi, Michael. <laughs> yeah. And, um, he won't be listening. <laughs> he will later though, I'm <laughs> <Okay>. sure. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk about his wife now, but his wife, ah. um, not very good with money at all. And he comes from a family that own the bets group. So right. quite a lot of discretionary. You income. know, she can hear this, you know, <laughs> she will. She's, right. she's the first one to admit it. <laughs> okay. And, um, so and she was, just got married. They just got, okay. cool. <laughs> so she was terrible with money. So what he did is he got all of her money paid into his account. He allocated for her bills and her savings and then only sent her what she could actually afford oh to spend. Oh, goodness. So I was his best mate and I was like, that's a really cool idea. Imagine if we turn that into an app. So wow. we, we looked online. It didn't exist. You're um, both from Perth? Both from Perth. And yeah. how did you meet? Uh, we met a couple of, year, oh, a couple of years ago, like way back down friends, the track. Yeah. Yeah. Best friends okay. for life, sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. And how's it going? <laughs> uh, it's going really, really good. So we're pre-launch at the moment. We should have our working closed beta next month or the month after. And, and why plus eight? Why did you say, yeah, I'm going to go on that tech accelerator? What are you, what are you looking to get out of it? How's it going? So, so I was actually already leasing office space from Rift. So uh, I saw the community. I had met Kate and other people various times. Um, and yeah, I just, I love the people. I love the, it's almost like a family mm-hmm. and everyone helps each other. And I mm-hmm. love that. Um, I think we all get like the best out of it together. So that's and- why I like it. Fintech's pretty sexy space. So you've got millennials, you've got fintech, you've got an obvious problem you're trying to solve here. Mm-hmm. And the tech, I presume, works. It solves the problem or is it still being built? Or? No, the back-end tech is ready. It's just the front-end user journey, which is what right. through the Plus 8 and the America trip is what we Yeah, yeah just come back from Silicon Valley. So how is that? And have you seen other people doing similar things? Or Yeah, so that was really good for us. We had a lot of, you know, Big VCs and big people love the idea and what we're doing, which is an awesome confidence boost that, you know, big people are loving it. Right. Um, and the big thing we got from there is you test, 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 test mm-hmm. user journey. Um, and one of the big highlights for us is we talked to a big product panel and there was a guy from London who built this big business and he basically said they don't spend a cent 
on development until they've got their user journey down pat and, wow. and a big multi-million dollar company and they just draw it on paper and bring customers in. So And then they do the back end and all that and stuff. And then they do all that. You've done the other way around. So, so we had a, this is sort of the big thing for the plus eight for us was that we had a really cool product we thought did nine different things and our mentor was like, what do people want? What will they pay for? And what do they not really care about? Yeah. And, and what's cool but they'll never use? And we couldn't tell you that. So we went mm. back and did lots of customer surveys, feedback, talking to customers, bringing in pre-subscribers, and then scrap three quarters of our product to just the wow. core function that everyone wants to pay for. And um, so it's not released yet. It's the front end still need to be done. Is that right? So, so you haven't got users at the moment? No, no. The pre-subscribers, yes. The pre-launch is open, um, but closed beta will start in a month's time. Yeah. How exciting. So the rubber will hit the road. Yeah. So how are you going to make now. money from this? How, what's the yeah, business so model? It works on a $2 a week subscription model. Um, Two bucks a week, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you buy an annual package, it's the same thing. You can get a cheaper discount as for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's got some really cool referral systems. Your and stuff friend's wife is going on it straight away, one of the early customers. So she went from $65,000 salary. She went from $5,000 in credit card debt to $4,000 in savings in one year. So that's right. why we were like, this really works. And then we started doing it for lots of other people, but we have to do it all manually. So now we've built an algorithm that does it for you. Well, James, I wish you all the, luck, all the luck in the world. That sounds like a great idea. It sounds like you're really psyched and you're, oh, you're so pumped. Excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super excited. All the best with it. Thanks for coming and talking about it today. Cheers. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. So, tell us who you are and what your startup is. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. My name is Dylan and I'm one of the co-founders of Idle Australia. Idle Australia. So, what on earth is Idle Australia? Uh, so we dry hire construction equipment between uh, construction contractors, uh, namely in the earth moving space with excavators and things like loaders. Right. So you're like a marketplace between people who have construction equipment and people who want it. Yes. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Uh, it's about three years now, um, probably two years full-time on the ticket and one year just part-time yep. floating around learning how to do it. <laughs> how did you come up with this idea? Are you from that? Market you from the construction hire equipment type yeah, market so, before? Yeah, or? so I actually started in the construction industry as an electrician. Ah. I kind of worked here in Perth uh, in the commercial construction space, and then moved into um, construction up north in the Pilbara. Right, it's kind of where the idea kind of started. And what, from. you saw lots of construction equipment just sitting around idle, and you went, "I've got an idea." Well, yeah, yes and no. Like it wasn't that. Simple. It was kind of a culmination of a bit of experiencing it between different trades beyond my own trade occurring. Uh, but it was only after I started taking an interest in business and kind of internet companies and how you can look at innovating in certain things that yeah. then I applied those problems to it. So it wasn't it wasn't necessarily one aha. It was more like a, um, a bit of experience and a bit of creative thinking. And then you quit your job to do this full time, or you did this on the side, or you sort of moved into it slowly, or how, how did that go? Yeah, I, I kind of started it on the side. It was I definitely did it part time, and it was more of a hobby. It was never right. a real thing. It was just a step by step. You do a few things at a time, mm -hmm. and then eventually, I got some advice that what I was working on was really cool, and that I should really focus on it and uh, take it a bit more seriously. So. And I met um, you a few times. You've been working out of Bloom for a couple of years. Yes, yeah. And then just now recently, here at Riff. Yes. Oh, sorry, not Riff. Flux just up the road. Flux, okay, up the road, yeah. So I've just, since the Plus 8 Accelerator, we've moved into there. So why the Plus 8 Accelerator? Why decide after a couple of years I'm going to go on an accelerator program? Uh, for me, it was, 
I always was interested in the potential of an accelerator, but I always wanted to make sure the company was at the right stage before going into it. Right. As in all the basics need to be in, in, in line, um, everything needs to be set up right, and I, then I can take the most advantage of everything in it. And how is the trip to Silicon Valley and what do you see there? Do you see anything similar to what you're doing or what, did it open your eyes? What, what, what uh, for, that like? for us, it was interesting because there were uh, at least half a dozen similar startups who right. had come and gone, uh, right. been and failed for one reason or another. Uh, and we got to meet a couple of their mentors and a couple of their advisors who were there for the start and end. Um, so that was that was really useful. So that yeah. there were things that we definitely took out of it that you wouldn't necessarily get here and definitely a few and, personal And what was that scene? Even, you were in there for about a week or two, but what yeah. was that scene like compared to the startup scene here in Perth? Uh, I think the, the standout was how... Um, open and common the startup journey and experience was. It's not necessarily every person you meet there, but... Right, but pretty much. It's, it's like every second person. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's very common, whereas here uh, in Perth, I find you really need to find that community, whereas over there, it's, it's a bit more common. Yeah, here it's more mining and property and other things, ASX yeah. companies. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to IPO your startup? <laughs> yeah, indeed. You've made had a few offers. Yeah. But you've raised a bit of money. You've got some angel investors. You've got some backers behind you. Yes. Uh, we've got some um, wonderful angels and some cool things in the works. But cool. So what are the plans for the rest of the year, for the rest of the program, and then beyond that, what are you looking to do? Um, there's a, a few core problems in our product that we're still trying to iron out, and they surround the use of large fleets, so running companies with 100, 200, 500 machines. Yeah. Uh, and we're working with a few really cool clients to maybe make that a, a reality. And like other people on the program, you've actually got revenues. You've been out for a year or two. Yeah. Right? And you've, presumably you've pivoted a few times. You've had to change things a little bit based yep. on feedback from the customers. Yep. Yeah, so definitely the long-term vision of kind of assets and efficiency between companies is definitely the core pillar of what right. we're doing. But then what I think has changed for us the most in terms of pivots has been how do you get to market most efficiently? So where is the money? Where is the low-hanging fruit? How do you get in there um, right. in a more efficient way? So that's, I think, where a lot of our kind of direction and focus has been shifting. All right. Thanks, Dylan, for talking to Startup West. Thanks for coming in today. Perfect. Thank All you very much for having me. All the best for the rest of Plus 8 program and the future. Thank you. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Tell Charlie. us who you are and what startup you're from. Well, my name's Ryan Carson, and I'm co-founder of Cordially. And I'm Rob DiGiovanni, also co-founder with Ryan. Ryan and Rob. How long have you guys been doing this? It's pretty – well, we've met each other. How long, did, how long ago did we meet each other? Actually, less than a year less right than a year. now. Okay. Um, and but, what is Cordially? What problem does it solve? Yeah. So property managers have a severe lack of time due to physical rent inspections. Right. Uh, we basically eliminate the second and third inspection. So it essentially doubles the time that they have to be more solutions focused and because normally they have to come in every quarter and do a what is called a PCR yeah, property yes, condition yeah. report. That's it. You're getting yeah. rid of that second, third. They could just do the first one and then after that, it's still done, but it's done by the renter. So the renter ah. takes the photos, are guided by our software, bounces back to the property manager's dashboard, and they get to review it remotely. And if they decide that it's pretty dodgy, then they're going to go down and physically inspect That's the property. That's really so, clever. So you're yeah. completely changing the way it's been done. Yeah. How has that gone down so far? Have you spoken to some property managers about it or tenants? Yeah. 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 So initially we started out by we wanted to serve the property owners and almost 
um, get around Cut the property, the property managers, managers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we realized that a lot of them uh, didn't want to do it, didn't want to handle the property. Uh, then we went to the renters and they're already paying so much in rent that they love the service but didn't necessarily want to pay additional to do their own property inspections. Right. So we came back around to the property managers now. Mm. And, um, well, I mean, Ryan, you've had a few conversations so far. Yeah, I mean, really promising. And um, I started out doing a real estate listing site for pet-friendly properties about two years ago. And sort of this company's evolved sort of from, from that, that. Um, in, in a way. And, you know, you'd, you'd email out people, email out to these property directors of the agencies mm. and just get zero response. Right. Uh, we, we did a preliminary email. You know, we got like over 50 agencies really interested um, one in particular had like 1,500 properties there, uh, and which is a massive amount of revenue for us and also yeah. means uh, a good start in terms of the interest as well. So not about the pet friendly. The, the 50 interest was for your, what you're currently doing Current, cordially. Yeah. Right. Current, yeah. So they like the idea of obviously not having to go out and do PCRs all the time. That's right, yeah. And have the tenant do it. Were you tenants yourself? Is this where the idea came from? Yeah. I mean, two years ago, I think when I started in this realm, it was because I was a very disgruntled renter. I have two big <laughs> right. dogs. I have a husky and a Rottweiler. Yeah. And you can imagine the, you know, the hilarity that ensued there, but it was more <laughs> heartache. You know? yeah. And it's not much fun when the um, property managers come in and inspect your property. You feel like it's almost personal invasion, right? Of your space. Well, that's it. And they're just yeah. doing their job as right. well. So Non- yeah. Yeah. Understood. And um, but, but it feels friction. very yeah. So it feels confrontational. It's it does. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing is set up between tenants and property managers. It's almost like a confrontation. As yes. we're representing the landlord, we're their sort of bulldog, and we're gonna yes. we're gonna police you. Yes. And so that you, everyone starts off on the wrong foot. Here right. we're hoping that it allows them to go. I'll take the the onus is on the renter to do the photos, yes. and we'll do a bit of the work for you. Um, but you're not going to come into my house nearly enough, nearly as enough, mm-hmm. and that allows them to feel like anyone else doing anything like this. I've never heard of this idea before. Everyone's too. I think most people are too afraid to do something like this because right. they go, "Oh, the renter's going to perform the inspection. That yes. doesn't make any sense. Like, what happens if they do this, 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 and Fake this? photos or stuff like well, that." We just yeah. overcome all those barriers with our technology. Just go. Right. We can overcome this, 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 and this, yep. and now we can have a viable product. So, why plus eight? Why did you decide I'm going to go on that tech accelerator program in Perth? Yeah. Well, we were Ryan and I were previously working out of another co-working space, Bloom, um, based out of UWA. Right. Um, and so things were kind of ticking along, um, and we saw plus eight applications open up. And I suppose we kind of just uh, we applied because we really wanted something to push us forward and really get the idea out there. Yeah. Because um, it was kind of tough mm. working working from there and just attached really. Yeah. So the mentoring <laughs> and, and all that, the sort support of networks and and that kind of thing. A bit yeah. Of capital injection and. We were Doesn't put, hurt. Well, yeah, put it this way. Like, <laughs> we were out of the loop, and then as soon as you know, we did the even the boot camp application, and we did the. I mean, I know you were there, Charlie, the yeah. first night of the pitches. Instantly, we were in the loop. Yes. So it was very quick. Yeah, like oh, yeah, now yeah. we're in the loop. So we're on St. George's Terrace. We're connected into lots of businesses. Yeah. We've made some very, you know, large, you know, sort of company friends as well, which yeah, is yeah, really yeah. quite exciting. And just quickly to finish, how was the Silicon Valley trip? That was, uh, it was. Experience eye opening, yeah. <laughs> it was very eye opening. Yeah. We put it this way: we've, uh, we've been changed forever. The, the, right. the people that went on that trip did not come back the same people. Oh, right. yeah, it was that intense. It was both, uh, I suppose, in business sense, our relationship as co-founders, yeah, especially, right. especially that, yeah. and um, open your eyes to be like bigger and more global. 
yeah. in little old Perth. We, that- yeah, we realised that. I came back and I thought, I'm going to raise this this amount of money. I know who I'm going to do it Hell for. Hell yeah. We, we, we worked <laughs> yeah. on a channel partnership with a big software company over there, which is uh, life-changing for us just yeah. on all levels. And yeah, we literally, oh, we can pre-sell products. We can we don't need to have it built before we sell it. And Fantastic. Different things like that. So really, really exciting things. All right. Yeah. Ryan and Rob, that's our five minutes gone. Thank Thanks you. for Perfect. chatting today. Cordially, where do we find Cordially? Is it cordially.com? Where do we go? Or is it not yet out? Not yet out, but no. it will be cordially.app. Cordially.app uh, cordially. by the end of the week. We'll by the end of the week? Up. Yes. Well, yep, working on it now. Fantastic. Yeah. By the time yeah. this podcast goes to air. MVP product is also going to be... The, the Frankenstein is going to be ready to roll by next Fantastic. week as well. So. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Appreciate it. Weren't they great? Those are the five 2019 plus eight tech accelerator cohort companies. And to hear more episodes from Startup West, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks to our sponsors. Startup West podcast is brought to you by Startup News and the fine people at Ray's, Space Cubed, Curtin University, and BDO. This podcast is recorded at the brand new podcasting studios at Riff, powered by Space Cubed in beautiful downtown Perth, West Australia. See you next time. Yeah.